You're listening to the Mind Made Wrong podcast presented by Steel Maggie, episode number 24. beautiful creators this is the mind made wrong podcast where we have real conversations about artistry and mental health issues as you know my name is steel maggie i'm a synth dance noir pop artist living creating and thriving with bipolar disorder and today i am here to freak out with y'all about the final season of supernatural season 15 like, it's crazy. This is the last story so far. This is the last carry on my wayward son. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm like, how? How? What is even going on right now? Like, it makes the sense, it makes sense, like, it's total, it makes total sense that it's the end. Because all the storylines have been propelling us to this point, and the contracts are ending, and Jensen and Jared very understandably don't want to play the same role for the rest of their lives, you know, and so on. There's many other reasons, but I live for the show. <laughs> so, so anyone who has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about right now, Supernatural is a TV show on the CW that has been on the air since literally 2005. And we are now on our 15th and final season and the first episode of that season aired yesterday, October 10th, 2019. Hence, I felt that it would be very timely to put out an episode that I've always wanted to do because this show has been a staple, it's had a cult following, and as I'm about to discuss with you today, it has major mental health takeaways, really important lessons that both fans and non-viewers alike can work with. So the main premise of Supernatural is that these two brothers, Sam and Dean Winchester, whom I will be referring to all throughout this episode, so remember those names, these brothers lost their mother when they were really little, like four and zero, basically, to an unknown paranormal entity. Their father devoted his life after this event to hunting down and catching the thing that killed Mary, um, their mother. And he took Sam and Dean along with him um, for the rest of their lives and taught them the trade of being a hunter. Not a hunter that, you know, hunts and kills animals, but a hunter that hunts and kills paranormal and supernatural things. Um, you know, like ghosts and wraiths and those types of things, ghouls and things. Um, so Dean, being the elder brother, basically completely follows in his father's footsteps while um, his younger brother, Sam, kind of deviates and ultimately ends up pursuing law at Stanford. But when Dean, in the first episode, right, Dean pays a visit to Sam, um, and we now have that, from that episode, we have that famous phrase, dad went on a hunting trip and hasn't been home in a few days. That basically sets everything into motion. 
and Sam ends up never returning to his studies. Um, he ends up being a hunter with his brother, and um, this is the beginning of the series, basically, starting with them trying to figure out where their dad went. So I'm going to warn you guys, there will probably be some spoilers, like not crazy big ones, but still, I'm still, I still need to put the spoiler alert out because I'm assuming that um, all y'all who were interested in actually watching the show have already watched it, right? And you've watched it multiple times. <laughs> and that's the thing about this fandom. We're kind of one of the rabid ones. This fandom is legit bananas <laughs> like if you're on tumblr there has been this thing since forever right about um how there's a supernatural gif for that like you can post anything like you can post anything and someone will come up with a meme or a gif from the show that is perfectly applicable to the situation it's it's eerie so <laughs> just a warning that's the way the fandom is and you should continue listening at your own risk if you have not yet watched the show or if you plan to watch the show or if you're in the middle of the series because everything that I'm talking about is kind of like a um, a general overall um, bird's eye view I will try to keep it super mild though just for you so the first theme I want to use to kick off this discussion and reveal a bit about the nature of the show to non-viewers is the theme of family. If you value this theme, then honestly, you should watch it because it is such a strong vein throughout the show. Family and loyalty to each other between Dean and Sam and between each of the brothers and their father, John Winchester, and the commitment to avenging their mother mary is a it's huge you know it's a very strong theme and it is important to distinguish that this whole family thing isn't like a super cheesy uh abc family thing you know it's not and not just because of the darkness of the show but because a lot of times like their their loyalty to family comes into question a shit ton throughout the entire series and a lot of times, Sam and Dean will fight with each other concerning what they feel is ethically right. Um, whenever they have a fundamental disagreement about the redeemability of certain non-human characters that they may or may not be hunting, or about the goodness of fully or partially human characters, that's when you see their loyalty coming into question. And it goes back to the tagline of the show. You know, actually, it's the motto of the Winchesters, which is saving people, hunting things, the family business. <laughs> Iconic. But it's, it's part of this commitment that makes these brothers basically unkillable. You know, they're so good at what they do. But at the same time, that commitment has a huge mental health toll. You know, we're talking about the mental cost of watching and dealing with Sam walking around without a soul, you know, for Dean, you know, because his brother is essentially a shell. Or, on the flip side, when the actual archangel Michael is locked up in Dean's mind, and Sam and everyone are, everyone's doing anything and everything they can to get him out of Dean's mind without literally killing Dean. Their lives are always caught in the balance and they're dealing with death 
you know, looking over their shoulders constantly. So they are desensitized to it as characters, but still they are at its mercy. Even when Sam or Dean or someone close to them dies, they stop to everything, you know, to try and bring that person back to life. I think the first lesson learned here is that there has to be hope for what's on the other side. And when it comes to the Winchesters, when it comes to the uh, the show, you know, all of the plot lines kind of mesh together. Um, it's more accurately the hope for a loophole, for an exception. And um, that's what keeps them going for each other, whether it's realistic or not. They, they have a hope for a loophole, that there's always something that they can do that's going to keep each other alive, that's going to keep, keep the people that are close to them alive. Um, hope is a big theme, not for not just the Winchesters, but for many of the characters they interact with. Um, we're talking about Bobby, Joe, Charlie, <laughs> even Donna, right? I love Donna. <laughs> um, it's, what, it's what keeps them fighting for the cause. And it's another important lesson that when you are in the thick of it, when you are in the bowels of, you know, your mental health issue, your disorder, whatever it is that you're dealing with, that you have a picture of the other side. And uh, whether you do active visualization or guided imagery or whatnot, having a mental image, you know, a strong vision in your mind of the thing that keeps you anchored to the future, even while you're going through hell, that is a huge piece that can help you moving forward. Whether you're sludging, trudging, or crawling, or even simply facing forward, that is what is necessary. Because sometimes all you can do is face the right way. You're facing forward for you. So you have an image. You've got to have that mental totem, if you will, of what you are looking to. And you've got to burn that focus into your brain. So going back to um, Sam and Dean's hope and the burden that they carry, if you think about it, they really do have the whole world on their shoulders. And what is the cost of accepting that responsibility with, you know, higher stakes every season, right? This is why it's such a theme for them to lean on each other. And it's why it's such a genuine mental health issue when they can't do that for whatever reason. They are a big part of each other's hope. When either of the brothers have gone AWOL or they aren't technically alive, or <laughs> they're in purgatory, something. You always see the um, alive, or for about lack of a better term, human brother in on actual Earth, you know, dive, or this, re the current reality. You know, we always see that, we always see them diving into whichever brother it is. They're diving into their work. You know, they're obsessing about it and obsessing about um obviously wouldn't you right getting the other brother back to life um and using substances as well drinking like no one else you know it's a very big theme um which which brings me to the use of alcohol particularly dean's reliance on it throughout the whole series 
And there is this weight, this pressure on Dean as Sam's big brother, as the righteous man. And for those of you who know, you know what that means. Um, all that, 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 his role in his life. Um, you know all that stuff. Alcohol takes the edge off. And all my beautiful creators out there who are struggling with alcohol and substance issues like myself you know how it starts you know how it continues you know how it perpetuates itself and I'm sure you have a very clear picture of how it could end with alcohol it always feels better for a little while like it feels like the world isn't horrifying there's less bite to it when we're drunk we feel like just for that time that we have sharp enough teeth to bite back. At least that's how it is for me. But however it is, for those of you that struggle, I think all of us can agree that alcohol is, is that one window of, a, of invincibility in a big, in a big house, in a, in a mansion of powerlessness. And that's Dean's main way of coping. Also, to a lesser extent, I would say Sam's. Um, why, while you and I are most likely not responsible for saving the world <laughs> every few months or years, like Sam and Dean are, if they're, if they're lucky, right? It's like you and I, we still have our big bads. And while the threats they experience do happen to involve the end of the world, or the end of everything... Right. As we are watching now with with season 15 upon us, you know, the threats you and I face in reality can also feel like the end of the world. So we cope in the ways that that we can. Unfortunately, our physical bodies exist in this realm of reality. You know, we're not in a TV show. So substance issues and alcoholism, it's going to affect us on a real physical level. And therefore, it's going to affect us mentally as well. It's, it's likely, you know, to put us in the hospital or rehab or what have you. We can't sweep that under the rug for the sake of um, lyricism and poignancy, you know, of our real life plot lines. Which is a huge nod to a big season 14 spoiler alert. <laughs> That's, I will not, I really have to work back to hoil, I really have to work back to um, hold back <laughs> that spoiler. Um, but moving on, before I actually do spill, we, we have to monitor the effects of our consumption of our coping mechanisms Simply because what we use to cope with our big bad might actually become our big bad. Which then requires more of that same substance with that is, that's become our big bad to cope with that very fact. Which ends up turning, turning it all into this sick, vicious cycle. And that cycle left, you know, uninterrupted. By a, uh, let, let's say, uh, what's the word? Fortuitous stitch in our plot line. It, it may end 
our current and potential plot lines. Let's put it that way. In Supernatural, we encountered the themes of grief and uncertainty frequently, not just with Sam or Dean or any other protagonist-esque or otherwise, you know, quote-unquote, good character, um, but also within the characters you're not necessarily rooting for. But I will focus on Sam and Dean for brevity's sake. For the Winchesters to always be experiencing or to be stuck on the precipice of grief, you know, wondering if the unthinkable is going to happen or not going to happen, that's, that's the epitome of stress, right? Just think about it. You know, granted, there are, are periods of time in life where we all go through nail-biting and high-stakes moments. But for those of you who suffer from chronic anxiety, you are on a similar chronic level of stress that I'd say the supernatural characters experience. And here's where fight or flight starts to rear its ugly head. Sam and Dean are basically perpetually stuck in um, in a fight or flight mentality that, that varies in intensity, but to be fair, it's almost always the fight part, right? They never back down, and it's great, <laughs> but what I'm getting at is they are always ready to go. They're l- like, like soldiers. They're always ready to die, and they've been that way since childhood, so a more practical example for us would be um I just think of the episode where Dean is talking about needing to crash at a motel and says something like yeah I need my four hours (laughs) and he's talking about four hours of sleep and we all know that's half the healthy amount you can see they're always kind of in that low buzz fight or flight and I know some of you are too. Fight or flight is very useful when we are in a dangerous situation, but those with anxiety and other chronic fear-based disorders, you experience it on a very consistent basis, which over time, it's going to change the brain and it's going to wreak havoc on the health of the body. Adrenaline is not supposed to be way up all the time, you know. There, there's a delicate dance of chemicals that help us to react in appropriate ways to the situation at hand. And when this is thrown off, that's when anxiety-based mental illness starts to become the primary issue. Obviously, we know that Sam and Dean are completely fictional characters, and as such, are not subject to certain physical laws. So we need to keep that in mind. Like, if you experience these issues, you are just as strong because you're in the real world. You know, the the, the thing that I really appreciate about how Sam and Dean are written as characters is that they've got such humanity, yet there is something that you can kind of feel is superhuman about them. It's all really woven into their storylines really well, and I think it's because they fight and conquer all of these paranormal and supernatural beings, and they're 
pretty much daily communicating with angels. You know, that it's, it's, that's, it's that kind of thing that makes them larger-than-life characters, the way that they affect life and death <laughs> rather than being affected by it except when they are and except when that raw humanity does show. I think it's such a well I think it's such a well done balance by the writers, but anyway, you and I are demons and are wraiths and shapeshifters and darknesses. They're incredibly real too. They're not they're not written, you know, they're real. They just show up differently in our world. Showing up as assault, war, sex crimes, drug addiction, racism, greed, you name it. These are problems and things that happen that are bigger than one person to deal with alone. So hear me now. When you get up in the morning and you live, when you get up in the morning, you go to work, when you go head to head with whatever is staring you down, trying to make you go down with it, Whatever it is, you are just as strong as these super tough, you know, indefatigable characters. You're just as strong as them. You may not be saving the whole world, but you're saving yours. And that's the biggest lesson here. That's the most important thing. You're saving your life, your world. I know it's so hard to... Um, to, to not brush the value of your, your own life off. And it's really easy to devalue yourself when you're experiencing depression and maybe suicidal ideations. But I, I do know that you wouldn't want anyone to go through that. You wouldn't want anyone to go through what you're going through right now. You wouldn't wish it on anyone. And that's the reason, that's the exact reason why when you are succeeding and when you are in that space of triumph, you need to be a testament to your friends and to your family and to other people about that. Because when you show that it's possible for you, you show it's possible for everyone you know. And that's, that's just a little bit closer to saving, saving the world, isn't it? Just the rest of it, just a few more people. So I'm coming to the close of these wonderful supernatural mental health lessons learned. And um, I'm sad because honestly, after the, the end of this series finale, I'll probably be, break, be breaking down, right? Because <laughs> of just how important it has become to me. So much inspiration, you know, um, these characters really become a part of you. And I'm really glad that I was able to put this episode together because I really I really have learned these lessons and I hope that you're starting to see the connections as well even if you have no idea who I'm talking about I know you feel what I'm talking about and you know I'm talking to you right now you're a beautiful creator and right now you can begin the work to make your life beautiful all you have to do right now is is look in that direction It'll look in your direction. Be your own champion. 
Okay, all of my beautiful creators listening, whether I have convinced y'all to check Supernatural out, if you have not already, it doesn't matter. Although that would be so boss, I just want to hear. Number one, what you learned from this episode. And number two, if you do watch Supernatural, what did you learn from, what, what are your lessons from the show? I have got to know. So please let me know. You got to email me at Maggie at steelmaggiemusic.com. That's Maggie at steelmaggiemusic.com. And let me know. Let me know the lessons. Let me know your favorite takeaways from the show. Or you can also DM me on Instagram or Twitter at steelmaggiehq because I want to find y'all and I want to freak out about the final season of this amazing show with you. I love you all so much and I can't wait until next week when we hang out for an actual can't miss episode of Mind Made Wrong. I I know I say that a lot, but this episode is actually, you actually really can't because it's going to be the interview with the queen of queens, my gal, my life, Issa Diva, and it's going to be major FOMO to you if you do happen to miss out because she's going to slay all of us next Friday. Do not disappoint her. Do not disappoint me. I'm going to see you next week. I will. I will. But until then, you know what we're going to do. Let's go create beautiful things. Bye-bye. Everyone, I'm actually a dunce. I am, I, I'm actually, I may have a few, you, I, you know I have a few screws loose, but I can't believe that I almost signed off of this podcast without mentioning that um, Jensen Ackles and Misha Collins, they had a, um, they still do, it's, it's a campaign, it's a mental health campaign that they started called You Are Not Alone, and it's crisis support. So I just, I want to put that out there, that um, it's not just the lessons that um, we can take from the show, but there's an actual real um, support network that actors from the show created, um, which is it's even it's even it's even more cool now. So I encourage you to go check that out. It's uh, you are not alone, and it's a um, it's the Supernatural Family um, Crisis Support Network. Um, so go ahead and check that out. I I can't believe I literally can't believe I almost forgot that. I feel foolish, absolutely foolish. Okay, now for real, for real, I will see you next. Go make all the beautiful things. All right, bye-bye.